This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and ThisPipeLife.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. You, did you like my jazz hands? I was wondering what was going on. I, I, I just got really excited. <laughs> yeah. I was fired up. It's good to be back in the saddle, man. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you all recovered from Thanksgiving? Recovered from Thanksgiving. You know, it, it, it was good. We uh, we got through. I, I didn't require as uh, as much harsh tobacco as I thought I did. Man, you were really going in, in on the in, kids in, then, In, in recovery. You? you know, yeah. I even had these uh, these these listeners and friends that, you know, had messaged me on Facebook and whatnot, and they were like, <laughs> man, I, you know, does... does uh, does, does does your girlfriend know how much you hate kids and all this kind of stuff? <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty great, but uh, man, no, we, we had a great Thanksgiving. It was uh, it was drama free, man. Which uh, you man, know, for the, for the American Thanksgiving tradition is uh, is is really coveted. I got to tell you, man, for me, also drama free. And I, I got to say, hey, well, I was, well well done. Well, hey, look, it, it wasn't me. It was uh, it was God's sovereignty, is what it was. Because let me tell you, I was like the day before Thanksgiving, looking on Facebook, looking at certain posts from certain family members, thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to sit across the table <laughs> from these people? And then. Most uh, well, all of those people making those posts didn't show up. So there you go. Well, it worked out good. It was all good. It was all good. Did so you, you send go. them like a virus or something? No, Did absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. No, you got you got to love your family. Uh, you don't have to love their views, but you got to love your family. You don't. You know, we're not as uh, as as good Bible believing Christians. You know, we're we're not we're not called to to we're we're called to love them, not to like them. Exactly. <laughs> What was that? This, this, There's so many people that are like, yeah, y'all are a bunch of schmucks. You had, uh, <laughs> back when we did the Long Smoke, or you did the Long Smoke competition here, um, the, this last past one, you had a band who played a song called I Don't Like Half the People I Love. Yeah. That was the most yeah. brilliant song no, I ever and that, and, that, and that's fair, don't you think? I saw that yeah. look on your face, too. You were like... This is my song. Yeah, right they just they just <laughs> <laughs> This is out of the hymnal I wrote. Yeah. Right, right. Well, good man. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, fully recovered I think from uh, Thanksgiving as well. Of course, uh, I've mentioned it uh, several years here now on the show, but I always make the cornbread oyster dressing for our family and Yeah. Oh my gosh, this year It turned out good. Dude, this was like the best cornbread oyster dressing I ever made. And I think part of it, I you know, typically in the past, I've kind of cranked up the oysterness. I guess. I don't know exactly how you describe it, but uh, use some of the extra well, juice. Yeah, the oysterosity. Yeah, right. this time... That's the technical term. The, uh, the oysterosity, I like mm. that. Uh, the oyster nene. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> that's... But uh, but you know, the the oysters that we got were actually so perfect, so rich, so sweet, so wonderful. They didn't need any additional juice, and it made everything so perfect. Oh, so, that's great! Oh yeah. my goodness, I, it was like it was oyster cornbread nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing until I got there. So many people out there are like these these none of these things go together. Nirvana, cornbread and oysters. They just don't make sense. But. Well, Matt, I got to tell you, uh I did uh we did have uh, kind of a monumental uh, or at least a uh, a notable uh, experience over the the holiday which is that um I uh I I moved my studio. Uh, oh yeah, now aren't you getting some new digs? Isn't uh, isn't isn't uh, Pottery and Satchel kind of y'all are moving locations, sort of? Is yeah, right? no, it's uh, it's really interesting. So our uh, our location, we've uh, for the last past year, uh, right out of year, a little bit over a year at this point, we were uh, located uh, for the first time in downtown Jackson, Mississippi. And um and yeah, bustling metropolis, bustling metropolis. That, that it is. That's right. Uh, or or lack thereof, which is why we were able to get the uh, the location for so cheap. Uh, and and this is the great man. So what they what they ended up doing is they're kind of renovating the building we're in. They were going to tear down the structure that we were staying in. Yeah. And uh, we've got this new location that I got to tell you, man, at, at first I was a little kind of sad about it, but we've set things up. We've actually got the, uh, the, the studio is now not just my office. I've got an office and a studio, yeah, like they're, a dedicated studio, they're right? two separate places, man. Yeah. And yeah. It, it looks awesome. I'm really excited about it. Uh, we're actually the, the having kind of the, the new location is actually going to open us up so that Pottery can uh, offer recording services uh, to basically to anybody. So not just to Pottery projects. So I'm I'm really excited about it. It's uh, potentially we're looking at a really eventful year 
uh, in that's, the uh, that's great in the podcast local podcasting world and specifically Pottery. That, so that's great uh, for for those of you that are regular Country Squire radio listeners. Uh, just please know that this will have no effect on the crummy uh, uh, f- no. quality of our of our. Crummy? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Man? No, I'm just saying. Like no, no, I, I'm I'm picking on you because you know we we do this obviously. This is probably the only show that you do uh, right. kind of in an environment like this. So we're in a, a dusty old pipe shop with brick floors and uh, stained uh, ceiling tiles, and so. Uh, you, you know the the quality of the stuff that you can do in the in the in the newsroom, I guess, is yeah, uh, is, is a little different. It but, is it is almost uh, interesting. Man, you can have a great setup over there. It looks, I was it looks great. I was literally walking out of our kind of public area and into the studio and like talking while I was doing it, and it's almost like the noise just disappeared as soon as I walked into the studio. So the quality is going to be amazing. But it did make me think about like you know the the history of Pottery a little yeah, bit. I mean, no, I'm, absolutely. If I can wax poetic here for just a second, but like you know we've we've we set things up over three years ago, almost four years ago now, where that's insane. It's it been was, that long. It, it's been about that long. And, and you know, it was, it was in my house and you and me on a table that I literally pulled out of the garbage you know, <laughs> on some really terrible. Yeah, and it smelled like it too. Well, no, I mean, yeah, <laughs> just that was the new, uh, that was a new baby, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, man, like it, uh, it's, it's really wild. It's been, I guess almost, yeah, almost four years now. And, um, uh, starting there. And for those who've been with us uh, for a while, for those who have been uh, tuning in live uh, for a number of years, y'all remember uh, back then and, and seeing, you know, the, the dog jumping up on the, on the futon behind us and, you know, occasionally <laughs> hearing babies in the background and everything else. And so um, to move now into literally a dedicated studio to actually have a space that is like going to be quid, quite literally a, a studio. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a big moment. It's exciting, man. Yeah. It, it, it is a good feeling. We, uh, we've, we've come a long way. I'm glad to have been a part of, uh, of your story. And, um, and man, you certainly have been a part of, of ours. Well, but. man, I'm glad to be part of your story because let me tell you what's going on right now in the pipe community. Uh, right now, um, good friends over at pipes and tobacco magazine, they have an award called the master of pipes award. And at the moment they are taking nominations for the master of pipes. Now I was made aware of this by one of our listeners who I didn't get his permission to say his name, so I won't say his name. Uh, however, he's a good friend of the show. He's actually, uh, uh, his voice has been heard on this, this podcast before, uh, wrote in said hey i want to nominate john david for the master of pipes award uh and he kind of listed off the things that was required for that which of course you tick off every single one of those boxes and i thought oh absolutely this needs to happen and so i'm going to put it out there if you're listening this is ridiculous and you believe (laughs) that john david cole the tobacconist at large if if he mr mr tobacco jesus if you believe that he deserves the uh, Master so of Pipes awful. Award. <laughs> I, I I implore you, uh, head over to Pipes uh, Pipes and Tobacco Magazine uh, and and make sure you you nominate him. You can write in, you can either mail in, or you can actually email in the nomination and uh, and do that because I got to tell you, there there uh, for my money, there is no one more deserving of uh, of an award for what he has done in the pipe community. The Mr. John David Cole. Well, that 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 that's very kind. I mean, you are um, completely ridiculous. Uh, but I will. I, I do. <laughs> I do. I do receive your uh, your honor there. And um, it, you know what's funny is, uh, Bo, you've helped create me. And and so uh, <laughs> so I, I I don't know. I feel like you should you should be the, no. the one that we nominate here. But, no 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 no. Uh, but anyway, for for many reasons, uh, <laughs> I don't qualify. But uh, but you definitely do. And and uh, and no, I I think absolutely, man. You've man. Uh, for many of us, you have and include and I include myself in this, by the way. Uh, you have been our, uh, you've been very much our, our master Yoda. You have been our master of pipes. You've taught so you many just people. put me in the same vein as Yoda? Would you prefer wow. uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi? Would that uh, make no, 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 no. Yoda, Yoda's Yoda, good. Yoda was I, small I, and stature, green. Stature, I was about yeah. to say. That, no, that I, I think that, and, and probably a little hairier. <laughs> that's <yeah>. right. That's, <laughs> that's right. But yeah, man, you, you have been. You've been the pipe master for so many of us, and, and we've seen that. We've seen people coming to the show. We've seen them writing in, and we've seen them say very specifically, I wanted to get into pipes. I didn't know where to start. I had a bad experience here, there, or otherwise, and I came to the show, and I listened to John david and john david walked me through like that is if, if for my money that's a master of pipes right there and, and i'm thinking in terms of jedi master and, and you are the jedi master of pipes so <laughs> well, man that's really kind nominating um, people yeah I, I feel very flattered to to hear you say that but um man I, I know uh whoever gets it will be very deserving there's so many young people 
that have taken up, and, and by young, I mean under 40, which is kind of what this is going for, that have taken up the banner of pipe smoking and, and been committed to advancing it in our very rapidly changing world. And yeah, so, right. I mean, I, I could think of, you know, a, a dozen just off the top of my head right now that uh, that would be uh, equally or more deserving than me. But uh, it's exciting that they're doing this. It's exciting that, uh, you know, an awesome publication like uh, Pipes and Tobaccos is, is, is um, you know, acknowledging the importance of folks that are uh, in, a, in a younger generation. Uh, you know, what are we like, Generation X or millennials or whatever we, I, you know, we, we technically fall under millennials we just yeah. make the cut of millennials so you know i i think it's it's awesome that they're kind of um you know realizing that that uh that we have played an important part in the uh re-establishment of the pipe industry and uh of course we're really excited to 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 have that um honor so anyway yes, yeah re- really cool really cool and that that's uh that's pretty cool yep. all right man well we've got a uh, we've got a great show planned for you guys tonight but first i've got to make mention of uh some of the folks who are making that happen those are the folks over at beanfruit.com. That's right. Beanfruit Bean, Coffee. Beanfruit Coffee. Excellent, delicious, wonderful coffee. Additional props go to them because literally Paul from Beanfruit, when I got the uh, tour, gave me some bags to outfit the uh, the new Pottery Studios. Oh, isn't that nice? It's so cool. You where, walk where, where are my bags to outfit the uh, Country Squire Radio Studio? Man, you don't have any space <laughs> on your walls up in here. No, you're man. right. I don't. But no, like seriously, you walk into our studio, you see all of these bags from like Colombia and, and Istanbul. I don't know if that's right or not, but there's like from all over the place. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's really, really awesome. He's got these amazing coffee blends. I was drinking one and I wish I'd written down the name. I actually took the bag and was going to bring it with me here and completely forgot about it. So I'll mention it next episode, but he's got one blend in particular that is heirloom coffee beans. Yeah. What, what does that mean? So like, you know, like heirloom tomatoes. Yeah. Like, like how they're like in my mind, what that means. So tomatoes like that are heirloom are kind of misshapen and different from regular tomatoes. Like you got the, uh, you know, kind of the Cherokee purple that kind of bulge out here and there, or the brandy wine that are kind of pink. Okay. You know what I'm talking okay. about? I, I really don't to be honest, but you I, I feel, tomato, uh, I feel like I'm tomatoes? learning. No, right. I probably have, but you know, I'm just not familiar. Fair enough. Well, like imagine a coffee bean that's kind of like that, but it's almost like bulging out. Like it's almost got this kind of like, I don't even know what to describe it as, but it's almost like something's blooming from within it. And the the quality of the coffee that you get, this is a light roast coffee from Bean Fruit. And I'll go ahead, I'll share it out. I actually, I've already shared it on Twitter. So I'll share it out on the uh, Country Squire Radio Facebook page as well. But absolutely delicious, as are all of their blends. So check them out, beanfruit.com. Use the code CSR for 5% off. Uh, absolutely delicious coffee. And you need some delicious coffee when you're enjoying some delicious tobacco. And, uh, you know, tonight... We're going to be talking about delicious tobacco and more specifically the way in which you enjoy that del- delicious tobacco question, John David Cole, <laughs> bring it. Do you use a filter? Yeah, no, there is no filter with you. Th- there is no, well, <laughs> there is on country squire radio, but <laughs> at least, at least some of the time, but, right, uh, right. but yeah, so, you know, we, we're talk we want to talk about filters tonight and it was kind of funny. I pitched this idea to Bo. Uh, you know, imagining there would be some skepticism on his end because, uh, you know, what, what are we going to do for 30 minutes talking about a doggone pipe filter? You know, it's like, uh, you know, let's talk, oh, let's talk about the color of the shellac that they use. No, come on, man. But, but I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of content here and, and, and I think there's a lot of important content and something worth, uh, exploring. A lot of folks, uh, come in the shop and, and regularly, uh, just, you know, if they're new pipe smokers, they assume all pipes have filters. And, and this is something that happens quite a bit, actually. And so, uh, you know, we, there's a lot of back and forth on, like, do you use a filter? Do you not? Particularly in the American premium market. Um, and, and so we just kind of wanted to unpack that a little bit, talk about what options are out there and and why you might choose that over something else. See, here's the thing. I'm I'm a little bit of the reverse in terms of my my original pipe smoking experience. When I went into the shop uh, that I that I went to in Memphis... Uh, and, br- and purchased my first pipe, I was a little weirded out when he also put in the bag this this bumpy little triangular uh, sticks, which were, of course, balsa filters. That's right. I yeah. now know that. He put that in. He, I asked, what are these? He said, it's balsa. I said, what's a balsa? And he said, no, 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 it's, it's, it's a balsa filter. The balsa is what it is, but it's a filter. And I said, oh, okay, sure, sure. You know, because I don't want to act like I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, cool, <laughs> balsa filters. Yeah, well, that's, that's great. They sure beat the mess out of my, you know, maple filter. Right, 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 exactly. <laughs> well, but fortunately, he read right through my, uh, my, my trying to position myself as if I didn't know what I was talking about and immediately grabbed the pipe that I was about to purchase and opened it up. Yeah. And of course, there was already a balsa filter in there. That's right. And I kind of went a little like, like, 
bug-eyed. I was like, wait, what's that? Why is that in my pipe? Like, cause you know, for the, for the newcomer, you know, some may have that kind of understanding of, okay, yeah, filter is involved in the pipe process. But for those of us who are looking at it from just the, the visuals and just kind of saying, thinking this is part of the, you know, this is a hobby I want to learn about. This is something I want to get into, you know, this, that, or the other, maybe the reason I'm coming into it, but if I don't have the historic knowledge of how to smoke a pipe. Seeing a filter is a little off-putting at yeah, first. Yeah, it's kind of funny. You know, a lot of folks, uh, you know, associate filters with removing something negative. Mm. Uh, and so we get that from the cigarette world, right? I mean, a lot of a lot of folks, uh, you know, they're like, oh, well, I've got to have a... Of course, this is before um, some cigarette rules have come into play. So now they can't call cigarettes light or ultralight or anything like that. But, you know, I've got to have a filter to remo- remove some of these impurity, impurities, you know. Yeah. And... Um, and so a lot of folks that, you know, get into the pipe world, they either they come at it from a couple of standpoints. They either assume all pipes uh, have filters because they, um, you know, need to remove something that, frankly, is not there uh, in, in the pipe world. Or they assume that uh, pipes don't have filters because mm-hmm. at, at all because you don't need a filter because the tobacco is so, so clean and, and whatnot. And the truth is kind of in the middle uh, there, there somewhat, which is kind of fun. But um, so we, we, we thought we'd talk about this and just kind of kind of open it up. I'd love some, some uh, discussion from maybe some of our listeners because I know there's a lot of folks on both sides. Um, you know, why... There is an aversion in the American market to the use of pipe filters amongst premium uh, tobacco consumers. Huh. Okay, which is interesting because it's not that it's not that k it's not that way in other parts of the world. Uh, other parts of the world, it is very very common to find really high end pipes that have uh, have been drilled for a. a nine or six millimeter filter, particularly the nine millimeter filters, which we'll talk about later. But, um, you know, so, so it's fascinating in the American market, there is not, there's not that, uh, that desire for that. And I think that there's a lot of reasons for that. There's a, there's a purist element in the American market. Well, if, uh, if the pipes of the 1800s were good enough for, or 1700s or whatever were, you know, were good enough for, uh, filterless uh, activity, then why why should we need that? And mm. um, you know, there's almost a purist uh, kind of well, you can you can taste more of the flavor if you if you don't have the filter in there and that kind of thing. Um, and, and and even from my own standpoint, to be real honest with you, the the reason I don't use a filter is uh, because it's just it adds it adds one more step to the whole process for me. Uh, it's that step of uh, you know you've got to wait till your pipe cools down, you've got to uh, take it apart, and then um, and then, you know, swap the filter out or clean around the filter or something like that. Uh, and, and so that's just one more thing for me to fool with. I think those are some things American premium smokers would kind of point to. Wait, so do you, this is kind of a side tangent yeah. question, but do you not wait until your pipe cools down any way to clean it? No, that's right. But see, for people like me who are obsessed with cleaning their pipe, um, I only buy pipes that can actually run a cleaner when the pipe is right. still put together. Okay. Okay. And yeah. so when the when you've got a filter involved, the, the filter uh, obviously is going to obstruct the air passage. And so you can't clean your pipe when it's you, you have to wait till till it's uh, till it's cooled down to take it apart. Okay. So, I got you. I got um, you. I got you. so, so that, that's just an extra step for someone like me. And as an impatient American that uh, has a God given right to uh, clean a pipe whenever I want to, uh, then, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's one of those things. So what's funny, um, I'm actually uh, in honor of this episode. I'm actually smoking a uh, a Vowen pipe tonight. We've got some Vowens on our on our website uh, as well, if you want to check those out. But Vowen, it's a German company, make a lot of really gorgeous pipes. Their uh, designs tend to be a little forward thinking, uh, but you know, certainly going to be a little different looking from your Italian or, or even Danish pipes. But um, Valens uh, are a nine mil- millimeter filter company. That's something uh, that's very common with them. And and in the European market, you see a lot of that. Um, you, you know, we we open up our Savinelli's and we find those balsa filters that are there. Um, even uh, Dunhills in in some parts of the world, it's com- more common to find them with filters. Uh, Brebia pipes as well. Uh, and so just you know, a, a host of brands that have these. Uh, these in them. Um, but, but in the American market, they're not absent. And, and I think it's important to understand that. We do have filters in the American market. Very, uh, very common filters are um, obviously for Dr. Grabo. Uh, any Dr. Grabo, K. Woody, uh, you know, Yellow Bowl pipes. These are uh, drugstore, uh, you know, kind of caliber pipes that, that have and use filters that are very common. And so 
I think a lot of new pipe smokers, uh, they come in a shop like the Country Squire, and they may have inherited a uh, very uh, old pipe from a grandfather or an uncle. And that pipe had this nasty old uh, yellowed thing in the stem, and, and, and it's a filter, and so they break it in. They're like, well, you know, obviously pipes have filters. And and um, and, and for so many of the premium nice. pipes that we have in the American market, they, they don't. But I, I think it's important to at least acknowledge that, you know, a lot of us that are involved in the premium pipe community online, you know, whether it be, you know, we love, we're obsessed with uh, certain types of tobaccos or American pipe carvers or, uh, you know, well-known, uh, you know, brands out of, you know, places like Italy and, and uh, France and Great Britain, you know, um, we are kind of insulated from a lot of the, you know, average pipe smoker out there, mm-hmm. which, which is a, which is a Captain Black, Prince Albert in a can, Dr. Graybow pipe smoker, you know, that uses their thumb as a tamper. <laughs> right, right, right. You, you know, and, and in some ways we are kind of insulated from that. And so uh, those of us on the purest end that uh, smoke much more, uh, you know, we might think of ourselves as a little more sophisticated. In some ways we're insulated from those those folks that do commonly use filters. And then, um, and then I think filters are starting to grow in popularity in American premium smoking. So, um, so anyway, I, I wanted to t- kind of talk about that in broad brushstrokes, um, and then talk about each filter, uh, option kind of individually. And then we can, can, uh, you know, just discuss that. So, so I do want to make sure I'm tracking with you. So for, yeah. for the, for the, for the, the, the common man, is that, is that how we would define the, uh, yeah, the, the drugstore pipe, Captain Black. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so the, for the common man pipe smoker, you're saying that they are very much accustomed to filters. Well, I think a lot of them are. Yeah, yeah. That that is my experience from being in a shop like the Country Squire. Mm, that mm-hmm. you know, our lowest end pipe is going to be a briar pipe. Uh, our, our lowest end briar pipe is going to. You got some clay somewhere in here. Yeah, we we do, and uh, you know, obviously carry other other brands uh, like Missouri Meerschaum as well. But uh, on on the on the lowest end of the briar side, um, you know, our pipes are going to start around forty dollars, and and, right. and a lot of those pipes do not have filters in them. And so when uh you know when a gentleman comes in and uh you know the last five pipes he bought he bought at Walgreens, but now Walgreens doesn't sell pipes anymore. <laughs> you know, uh, if he comes in and looks for a pipe, uh, you know he might be surprised that it doesn't have a filter in it and that's pretty common i think that's kind of a common thing i guess there is kind of a separation between the enthusiast versus the common man when you hear forty dollars if you think man forty dollars for a pipe or man forty dollars for a pipe yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) exactly and and it's always that way it's funny uh when folks walk in the door and kind of uh have that you can kind of see where they're at on the spectrum you know um which which is a lot of fun so um but but anyway we'll we'll just kind of go through a few different kinds i've got a uh a Brebbia pipe here. Um, this is a pipe that uses a nine millimeter filter. Um, and so this one actually already has a, may I? Uh, yeah, you may, uh, this one already has like a converter in it. And this is the Brebbia sun edition. It looks just like a Savinelli 320 KS. It's kind of the author look, uh, with a Meerschaum bowl. Really, really beautiful here. I'll put the stem back in so you can kind of see it. But, um, but yeah, this is a, just a, you know, really, uh, Great company, Brebbia, uh, you know, that we that we know and love and have sold here at the Squire for a long time. Uh, takes a 9mm filter. Um, Vowen, another one, uh, actually, um, I think a few moments ago, uh, John Griffin tweets in and he says, uh, one of my favorite pipes has a Vowen filter and it works uh, good for when I'm working because uh, I don't have to swab it while I'm smoking. And so, you know, uh, John is one of these people that is a fan of the Vowen filter because it does collect all that moisture. And he just doesn't have to worry about kind of the gurgle and the saliva buildup yeah, kind of yeah. while he's smoking, particularly if you're working and, and don't have the time to, you know, sit there and fool with it. And that's so, a big benefit to, um, a, well, to a filter in general. It right? is. It is. Um, yeah, so this is a this is a Vowen pipe. It's got a Vowen, uh, Vowen filter in there. And so, uh, and if you um, shake it, you can kind of hear the little particles in there. We'll talk about yeah, that more in a second. For something like that, that that doesn't look like it's it's as interchangeable. Uh, that's right. Yeah. So you, you can obviously switch these out, uh, you know, between pipes that have the nine millimeter filter drills in them like right. that. But then you've got uh, here's a Savinelli, which in the American market are almost all. Uh, six millimeter, yeah. and so the the hole is going to be much smaller. This is drilled for a smaller uh, filter, and most Savinelli users will use the Savinelli uh, inserts that come in there. And see, that's the uh, thing. which is just a little piece of balsa wood. I, yeah. that's, man, I cut my teeth on uh, on Savinelli pipes and, yeah. and balsa yeah. wood. Like for there was a good long while there where I would not smoke a pipe 
if it did not have a balsa filter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I started out on the Savinellis. Yeah, and and there's a lot of folks that that do believe in them. Um, and, and other ones in the uh, kind of six millimeter range, we've got these uh, Medico filters, uh, which are real common on our our friends at uh, Missouri Meerschaum. Uh, most of their pipes are going to have a paper filter oh, wow. like this. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. uh, it's a little paper filter. It's a little longer than the uh, than the Savinelli balsa filter, uh, but it's essentially made for the same size draft hole. And so in some sense, these are kind of interchangeable because uh, a lot of folks, what they can do is actually, uh, you know, take the, if they want to use the paper filter in their Savinelli pipe, that you can just kind of cut the, you know, cut the difference off there and it'll, it'll fit oh, real course. nicely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at this so, thing thinking like, like, yeah. like that's only going to fit like what, 5% of pipes with that kind of length? No, I know, exactly. Yeah. And, and a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, Dr. Grabo's Medico pipes, these are pipes that are cut particularly for these long filters like this, but you see how it fits nicely in the Savinelli yeah. pipe, as long as you just cut the end off there and it'll fit perfectly down in the shank. Have so. you smoked one with a paper pipe before or a paper uh, filter before? Uh, yeah. Matter of fact, my first pipe I ever bought was a Dr. Grabo. Was it really? Uh, and it had a, uh, had oh, a paper filter. Sense. Yep. Years and years <laughs> ago. So, but, uh, but yeah, you know, since then I haven't really smoked many, although, uh, when I do smoke my corn cob pipes, uh, some of them do have, um, do have Medico paper filters in them. So, mm -hmm. um, so a few on the different kinds of filters. Uh, we've got obviously these paper filters, and these are so incredibly common in American pipe smoking. But again, on the enthusiast side, kind of where we live at, Bo, you know, we're not going to interact with these as much because we, you know, aren't smoking. You know, we we talk a lot about you know American carvers and you know high end, right? Uh, you know, pipes. I, we're sitting across the room here from a couple of our doors and Don Carlos's that uh, you know tend to be not drilled for filters, but mm -hmm. um, but you know, uh, it is so common for these pipes to have uh, filters like this, and and paper filters are very very common. So essentially, what you've got here is a is a tube that is a piece of paper rolled up and they've got if you look inside you can even see the ends of it are frayed and on the inside of this tube and so it creates these frayed ends where if you undo it you can see this texture that they've created and that's just giving opportunity for more of the moisture and any kind of impurity to attach to that uh to that paper there. Um, now, now we talk about impurities. Okay. Let's talk about what exactly are we filtering here? Right. Yeah, Cause yeah. we're not talking about a cigarette. So, um, the, the great thing, and, and I like how Savinelli does this. They refer to their, uh, their quote unquote filters as inserts. They don't even like to call them filters because, uh, you're not really filtering as much as you're just collecting things like moisture and smoke particles. Uh, there's not the added carcinogens that, that cigarettes have on average. And so it, the main purpose, essentially, of a filter, to be honest, is really just to collect moisture. That, that's what you're mm -hmm. mainly doing there. And so the more uh, absorbent that that, that that piece is, that insert is that you're putting in your pipe, uh, the more, you know, you're, the, the main goal of this whole process is that your, your pipe smokes very dry. If it smokes dry, that means it's going to smoke cool. And, and those two things go in tandem. And so, uh, so these paper filters, they've got these kind of frayed ends on the, on the inside of the filter to collect as much moisture as possible. And then, um, you know, obviously that's going to make your, make your smoke a lot drier and, and therefore um, cooler. It is interesting because it does like holding those paper thing, it just... I don't know, man. I don't know that I'm, I'm about the paper filters. Yeah, yeah. It's just a really old school thing. You know, it's one of those that uh, it's been around for decades. I mean, obviously, they're just really common, but you're not going to see them on a ton of premium pipes. Yeah, that, I guess that's I guess that's what it is. Maybe that's just where I fall right now. But I, I feel like even if I did, uh, you know, crack open a Missouri Meerschaum and had a paper filter, and I'd probably take it out. Moving forward, we've got uh, wooden uh, wooden filters as well. And obviously, the kind of the standard on that is going to be the Savinelli balsa filter. Um, there are other companies that make balsa filters as well mm. um, and, and, and other wooden filters. But what Savinelli has chosen to do is they drill their stem a little larger so that this wooden triangle can fit into the middle of it and, and that there's enough airflow around the triangle uh, to have plenty of draw while giving this really absorbent piece of wood an opportunity to um, to soak up as much of that saliva as it can, mm -hmm. so and you'll notice uh, after about you know uh, four to six smoke th smokes, this thing gets uh, gets pretty filthy. Oh, it's disgusting! <laughs> yeah, it gets pretty it is filthy. Disgusting. Uh, which means it's doing its job. You know, it really does absorb a lot of uh, a lot of moisture, and um, and that turns out great 
because it's going to make your smoke drier and cooler. Now, you've got some, you know, folks, again, they're going to say, well, you know, moisture, yeah, it's bad. We, we want to try to fight against moisture, but don't moisture particles also carry fl- the flavor of the tobacco with it? Mm. And, and, and yeah, that's true. And mm. so in some sense, you are going to get uh, perhaps a little different taste from a drier tobacco. But on average, you're, you're counteracting that with a cooler smoke. Uh, and typically when the smoke is cooler, you can taste the flavors more anyway. And so it's just kind of catch 22, you know, uh, which way do you want to go? Do you want a wetter smoke where you're getting more of the flavor that way? Or do you want a drier, cooler smoke where you're getting more of the flavor that way? It's kind of, kind of a back and forth. I mean, with something like a balsa filter, you're right. It is very absorbent. It is very light, but you are literally putting, I mean, this is true of all filters, Yeah. but, but it seems even more so than like a paper filter. You're putting something in between you and the tobacco. It's almost like the process of smoking it. You're kind of fighting a little bit against that, right? You're kind of yeah. You got a you've got a uh, something blocking your uh, your flow there. That that's right. And I think there's there you know comes that kind of purist mentality about well why do we need that uh, if if there's you're placing something between you and your high quality tobacco if in you know I think a lot of American smokers would say well you know if your tobacco is quality enough. Uh, then it won't smoke very wet, and so therefore you won't need as much. But you know, then you got people like me that well, I don't use a filter in my pipes typically, uh, but you know, I, I'm always salivating so much, like a you know Pavlov's dog or <laughs> right, something. Right, so right. you know, <laughs> um, you know, and so so you have that back and forth. Um, the other other wooden filters include um, the folks at Brigham have this patented system, which is very interesting. We don't sell Brigham pipes at the Squire, but um, Brigham pipes are. Are interesting. They they have a they call them a rock maple uh, uh, insert. It's a filter that is a long uh, maple tube that's basically a straw, um, and it's it's hollow. But imagine a, a hollow tube, but made of maple, and so it is designed for the uh, the smoke to pass through completely uninhibited. Uh, but you know the moisture will collect along the sides of the maple tube. Interesting. And so, uh, it's kind of different. They you know have had this a long time. There's people that absolutely swear by it and uh, and and love it uh, very much. So does the flavor of the maple? I mean, like when you when you insert a maple wood there, is that going to impact the flavor of the tobacco? I think to some extent, anytime you insert something between the tobacco and your mouth, yes, the flavor is going to be changed. And so um, you know I. I I think on a on a macro level, no. I mean, you're not t- talking about a huge flavor difference, but you know, if you're someone that is really sensitive to different types of tobaccos and you smoke something forever and know it and know its flavor profile intimately, you know, um, it is going to make a difference. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly will. Um, I, I've got uh, one customer. He he says that. Um, Gosh, I had this conversation uh, not too long ago with him, actually. He talked about the importance of using a filter, and for him, he, he prefers the 9mm filters, and that, you know, a, a pipe, y- your palate doesn't really get used to the 9mm filters until maybe 20 smokes in, once you've kind of learned how to, just the, the change that it's making in the taste of the tobacco, which I thought was fascinating. So, uh, so there is something there that's changing. Um, you know, is it a bad thing? Maybe not, but it is. But it is different from you know having nothing between the tobacco and your and your mouth. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so moving along, we've got uh, finally these uh, kind of uh, carbon filters. See, these intrigue me, man. Yeah, and so you've got basically a um, a tube here. Generally, you'll see this in a nine millimeter uh, size, and so uh, this is a Vowen. Uh, nine millimeter filter, um, which is uh, obviously the same company of the pipe that I'm smoking here. And um, uh, basically what you've got here is a cardboard tube. It's going to be larger than the Savinelli balsa, uh, thicker. And it's got little uh, either you'll see plastic, you'll see ceramic, uh, you know, ends on this with some holes in it. But in the middle of this thing, uh, interestingly enough, is actually pieces of charcoal. And you'll find this with other filters as well but you might find it with bits of uh bits of meerschaum inside bits of uh ceramic or silica things that can go in there that will actually absorb moisture uh and and so or or any kind of impurities and so how this is designed there's all these loose particles in there you know the air obviously goes through one side out the other but it's it's connecting with all the 
available surface area on the ends of these loose particles that are inside the tube. And That's so wild. It's really interesting, yeah. And you think about who came up with that and why and how they, you know, determined that this would be a good idea for pipe smoking and things like that. But mm-hmm. but these are wildly popular. And, um, of course, Vowen, uh, companies like Brebia, even companies in Europe like uh, like Dunhill and, and even Savinelli, you know, they more commonly use these 9-millimeter filters in other parts of the world, and, and they're very popular. So... Uh, just something interesting That's to have there. Crazy. I I got to tell you, man, this kind of scares me a little bit. How come? I I don't know. Like, th- there's something about the balsa. Yeah. Where it's just kind of natural. It's just kind of simple. Well, it's yeah. simple. It's not. It's it's just they don't. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I didn't hear you say they do any kind of crazy system where they cut out something and put in something and then yeah, you know, inject something and then it transforms into you know. <laughs> whatever but but you know as opposed to like paper where it's like you know they wrap around this paper where's that paper been like that's that's kind of what i'm thinking yeah and then you got this this thing that looks like a transformer uh (laughs) no it looks like it's like this little robot thing i mean not really but but at the same time like you know the idea of like you know there's little parts right little particles and i realize that it is a yeah sure filter system it is made to make sure that this doesn't happen but part of me is like what's in there what what what's keeping it from like flowing through maybe the thing pops off and all of a sudden i'm like you know, injecting choking in, this, in some silica, some silica and some meerschaum and whatnot. <laughs> now, you know, much due respect. It's an I'm interesting sure. point. I mean, I you know, I think that's worth at least exploring for folks. But um, well, but yeah, like I, mean, I said, I'm sure the, obviously the folks at Val and this is a, this is a system that they've put a lot of thought into. And, yeah. and you know, obviously they wouldn't put their their brand on it if they didn't fully believe in it. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who swear by it. I'm just saying for me personally. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm a little skeptical. Yeah. I am a little skeptical. Interesting, you know, on the back of this uh, uh, Vowen uh, filter package that we've got here, uh, of course, they've got a description written in German, which I will not read, uh, but the translation in English... Sprachen Sie Deutsch? Uh, the uh, translation in English, did you, you just probably said something foul in No, German. I think I said, do you speak um, Dutch, or uh, German? D- Dutch, No, great. it sounds like yeah, that. That's great. That's how the Germans um, keep are. Keep going with this, it's awesome. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, <no>. it, says, <laughs> uh, it says, filter with highly efficient activated carbon, pleasantly mild, cool, and dry dry smoking enjoyment throughout excellent moisture absorbent and an extremely efficient reduction of harmful substances while maintaining a low drawing resistance. Uh, it says tip to achieve the best possible result, replace the filter every time you fill the pipe. And so, um, you know, so that that's one one take on it from them. Uh, you know, a lot of folks, they, uh, you know, will not change it every single time they smoke a pipe. I, I know very few people that, that do that, that, mm-hmm. that do use filters. Uh, we have a ton of folks in our shop that use the balsa filters uh, from Savinelli, and they typically will leave them in, uh, you know, about five smokes before they swap them out. You know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm partial to partial to the balsa because, like I said, that was my first pipe was a Savinelli was, was with the balsa filter. And uh, while you know, I didn't have, I did not have a master of pipes at the time to uh, to guide my guide me on my path. You don't have one now either. Well, <laughs> I, I, in in here, in here, I do, man. <laughs> but no, no, no. But seriously though, I didn't have somebody who, who could kind of mentor me on along the way. So literally, by the time I took that first balsa filter out, you want to talk about disgusting? Yeah. Like man, I had to put that thing for about twenty different smokes, and like <laughs> it was gross. It was just straight up gross. You're pretty foul. But yeah. I. But that being the case, I still do kind of if if I'm going filter, which I generally don't these days. Yeah. But if I do, I go to the balsa filters. That's just again, yeah, me personally. Well, and there's a lot of folks that really do like the simplicity of that. We've mm-hmm. got, um, you know, our friend Wes in Austin, Texas. He says, uh, you know, inserts like rot maple in the Brigham's versus filter. I think a lot of a lot of folks look at those, you know, wooden filters, and they just think there's kind of a simplicity, a purity there that makes it uh, real nice. And of course, you know, some really high end pipes uh, do occasionally use filters like this. Behind me here, I've got a, a Savinelli Autograph. This is a a, a gorgeous pipe. It, I think. What does this pipe retail for? That's a um, nice case, right there. Three hundred and sixty dollar pipe. Look you know, but uh, you've got a, a, a gorgeous handmade pipe. It's been lovely. Uh, you know, sandblast and all that. And uh, and of course, you pop it open, and uh, and there you go. There's your uh, there's your balsa filter. Yep, and right so, uh, you know, there are a lot of high end pipes that that will kind of experiment with that more. And more, uh, of course, you know, a company like Savinelli, they have a lot of experience with that. So, um, you know, th- there is a comfort level, I think, with the wooden filters and inserts that uh, that people do tend to like. So, you know, other folks, we've got 
John says, yeah, I hate changing out my filter, and I won't lie, it's freaking nasty. <laughs> and I think that's right. We, we have some folks, they'll come in and actually bring their pipe back after a couple weeks, and they'll be like, hey, this has been awesome, but but what's that thing? Right. And, they, right. and maybe I forgot to explain to them about the, about the filter or something like that. So they've got this just filthy-looking rat turd looking thing in there <laughs> you know and, and it's like oh no you need to change that out it's, it's probably about time you change that out well so. it's out of sight out of mind right for uh that's for right folks so, that's yeah. right you know I, I think uh filter versus not uh you, you know if if you do struggle with pipe gurgle and uh saliva buildup and things like that um you know if you are one that works with your pipe a lot and don't you know, regularly have time to kind of, you know, continually clean it, uh, then I think a filter might be a good fit for you. Uh, some people really do swear by how it makes the smoke very much cooler, you know, and, and I think we'll start to see more and more of that adopted in the United States in the kind of mainstream pipe market like it has been in, in Europe. But, you know, for folks like me, uh, you know, that's just one more thing I kind of have to fool with. I really like to run a cleaner through my pipe as I'm smoking it pretty regularly. And so uh, that's one one reason I personally don't use a filter. And one thing, too, we had a few folks tweet in. For most filtered pipes, they actually make converters that will narrow the diameter of the stem down right yeah. so that you don't have to use yeah. a filter and almost every savinelli that i've ever seen that is made for a filter it comes with an adapter that you can poke in there and it'll restrict that draw back down so that if you don't use a filter um you're not pulling in too much hot air into your into your mouth and so uh those are also made for nine millimeter pipes uh typically nine millimeter pipes will not come with with an adapter but um you know you can buy them online we sell them here the adapters made by Vowen and brebia and others that can take that larger hole and uh, and narrow it back down. And there's even some that'll turn a nine millimeter pipe into a six millimeter pipe. And so those are a little harder to find. But on average, I think, you know, most people that have a filtered pipe are, are going to go with what comes with it. So that's um, good, man. Anyway, yeah, just kind of interesting to, to talk about. There's a lot of benefits to, uh, to all of it, but it is worth experimenting with. I think it really is something that if you have a pipe that can take a filter, you owe it to yourself at least, uh, you know, for for a couple ounces of tobacco's worth to, to smoke that pipe with the filter in it and uh, and see what you think. You know, it might might really revolutionize the way you enjoy your pipe. Now, I'm curious. Uh, you know, we, we've learned a lot about filters. We've learned a lot about uh, different pipe companies and, and different filters that come with them. Yeah. You've already mentioned our good friends over at Missouri Meerschaum, uh, of course, sponsor of this show. And, I, you know, we've got a pipe from Missouri Meerschaum that is specifically sponsoring this one that I'm kind of curious as to whether or not this would, would even come with a filter given its size. That's right. And that's the Little Devil. It's the Little Devil. Yeah. Now, the Little Devil, true to its name, it, it's, it's a Little Devil. He is. He, he is. He's a small kind of devil ants pipe. It's a cutty. Uh, and actually, this pipe, bow does not have a filter. I didn't think so. Yeah, okay. and so, so Missouri Meerschaum's great. They make, you know, such a variety of pipes. And, and most of their kind of mainline pipes that they make, things like the Legend, the Country Gentleman, uh, these are pipes that will take a filter. They've got a uh, the paper Medico filter that they come with and, and just fit real nicely inside. But a lot of their pipes now, they're getting into more and more you know, innovative styles, uh, as you know, our friend Phil has kind of taken the brand and, and done a lot of fun things with it. And so uh, a lot of the new shapes they've come up with, uh, you know, maybe aren't long enough to support a filter or, um, you know, maybe some people prefer, uh, you know, unfiltered pipes in certain, certain designs. And so, uh, but this, this particular one does not have a, a filter in it. Uh, the little devil is probably a third best selling, uh, Missouri Meerschaum pipe here at the Country Squire. It's one that I kind of stumbled upon. You know, I was like, that looks fun. Let's order some of those. And, <laughs> it does um, look fun. And, and, and before you know it, they've just flown out of here. This Man. is probably the number one selling pipe for people that come to the shop and forget their pipe, but want to smoke. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. just a real handy pocket sized pipe. It's got a nice uh, flat bottom on it. So it kind of cants forward like that devil ants. And, right, right. Uh, just got a real nice uh, uh, black. Uh, painted uh, finish on the on the actual cob itself. So uh, a lot of fun. Those are great pipes. And uh, of course, uh, very high quality pipes made by our friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Yeah, check them out, Missouri Meerschaum. Hey, if you've got a little devil, smoke it this week. Take a picture of yourself. Tweet it in. We will retweet that out. It's a great way to show your love for Missouri Meerschaum as they are showing their love by helping make this show happen. You might be a little devil. You might. <laughs> <laughs> Pipe, Pipe question, question of the, of the week. week. 
Pipe question of the week this week comes in from Austin Baker, who says on Twitter, says, uh, so I just ordered my first brand spanking new pipe and plan to make it a Virginia blend. Yeah. Uh, any specific ways to break it in. So, yeah, uh, breaking in a new pipe if you intend to smoke Virginias from it. Yeah, interesting. I think one thing about Virginias on a new pipe is they're not going to build a lot of cake very quickly. Um, you know, Virginias are tend to be a clean, not very oily smoke. And so, uh, you know, typically, certainly if it's not a tobacco that's been cased or, you know, uh, topped with anything, you're just not going to have a lot there. So if you have a... A pipe that has not been pre-carbonated on the inside mm-hmm. of the bowl, uh, you may have a little trouble building cake initially, uh, and that's fine. Uh, you know, just take your time. If this is a pipe that uh, is made for Virginias, you know, it take your time with it. The the one thing you might notice is that uh, you know it just uh, it might smoke a little hot for a little longer uh, because you're not building the amount of char on the side to kind of protect the side of the bowl, uh, like you might with some aromatics or, or even some English blends. You know, I'd, I'd say just kind of be patient with it. You know, Virginias can uh, typically smoke a little hot on your tongue as well. So just kind of keep that in mind. But yeah, you know, if you want to accelerate the process some, people always talk about maybe taking a little honey and uh, rubbing it on the inside of the bowl. Just know that, you know, if this is going to be a Virginia pipe, that flavor is going to linger, uh, you know, obviously with the tobacco. And so, you know, we don't recommend that typically if you're not smoking aromatics out of a pipe. So That's good, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, if it's a Virginia pipe, just take your time. Um, you know, the, the cake will build up slowly, but, you know, those several first bowls, you know, fill it up halfway, smoke it all the way to the bottom, and, uh, and, and you'll just start to build a real nice fine powder on the side, and your pipe will reward you if you're patient. That's good, man. Yeah. Great question, Austin. We really appreciate that. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, send it in CSR at Pottery.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire question. Ow! All right, quick fire questions coming in from the subcon. We mentioned it last week on uh, Country Squire Radio that uh, the subcon had sent these in from the forums over at thispipelife.com. This is a continuing on the series that he sent in before. Mr. John David Cole, are you ready? Yeah, bring it. All right, rock or jazz? Uh, ooh, uh, rock, but but a certain kind of rock that I can't define. Not all rock. So for me, it's jazz, <laughs> but a certain kind of jazz that I can't define. Yeah, over all rock. Over all rock. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it's well, I mean, like a certain kind of jazz over all rock. As long as we understand what we're saying, that's all that matters. Yeah, that's that's what's good. <laughs> that's what's good. Uh, yeah, New Orleans jazz. I, I, if you're talking about like like you're talking about background listening, right? Yeah. Actually, it doesn't matter now that I think about it. Because if I had to go to a concert, I would choose a jazz concert. If I have to listen to background music, I would choose jazz music. In almost every single situation, I would probably choose jazz. I, you know, I think for me, it, it depends on what kind of rock we're talking about here. You know, are, are we are we talking about late nineties? "Quote unquote rock," or are we talking about like Led Zeppelin? No, I mean you like know? late like, '90s was like wasn't that specifically called like alternative rock or well, something like yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. And, and there there you go. Like, what wh- which direction do you take it in? I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I I think I got to go with the old rock. Like, if we're talking about like Led Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones, then I, I'm firmly in that camp. All right, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. I'm, I'm firmly in the jazz camp. Uh, now, this one takes you rock to the next level. Rock or pop? Rock, uh, rock. I fe- Yeah, I felt like you just rock. answered that question. Yeah, rock, rock. Um, pop is, is, it depends on what era of pop, right? Like, isn't pop by its very nature constantly changing out? No, I think that's right. Yeah, by its, even by definition, yeah. Of course, if you're talking about Michael Jackson here, I you know, I love pop. But uh, I think on average, I got to go with rock. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't know why, but I think I'm going to choose pop. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm like a big fan of pop music or anything like that. You're not seeing me like... It's just all those Britney Spears albums you got. No, see, that, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, Britney <laughs> Spears is not considered pop anymore. That was like 90s... It was no, that was 90s pop. But it was. But it's not like... The Britney Spears of the day is is Taylor Swift, and I gotta say, some of Taylor Swift songs are pretty good. Okay, well, what? baby, now we got bad. It makes okay. one of us. Yeah, that's great. Right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, X Files or Outer Limits? Uh, I don't know what Outer Limits are, but I love the X Files. Yeah, I'm, I'm all with you on that mm-hmm. one all the way through, and that will lead us into our last question here: Mulder or Scully? 
I gotta go with Scully on this. Um, I you know Mulder's got his place. He he, I, there is something about him that I connect with as far as the always looking for the next uh, conspiracy theory, and you know he uh, always looking for the you know next completely hard to believe tale, and he's the only one that'll believe it, but he's always right kind of thing. Mm. But but the skeptic in Scully, um, the the rational kind of. Uh, you know, let's look for the hard evidence that that I don't know. There's something about uh, kind of the way she approaches things that appeals to me. I'm going to go with Scully. Mulder believed Scully wanted to believe. Yeah, that's kind of where they fell. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think I'm going to go with Mulder. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I believe. Hashtag I believe. And Scully was a redhead, and I have a ginger beard. Well, that's that's um, yeah. that's all personal reasons. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Uh, great quickfire questions from the subcon. Hey, the reason that we know about these quickfire questions is because he wrote them in on the forums over at thispipelife.com. Awesome online community. You know we talk about them every single episode. Yep. If you haven't signed up yet, you need to. And when you do... Be sure to use the code CSR to let them know that you heard about them here. Thispipelife.com, great way to read some wonderful articles about things going on in the community, find out about events that are going on in the community, and engage with other pipe smokers from around the world on the forums at thispipelife.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. All right, listener feedback. Got some great listener feedback in. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This first one comes from YouTube. Uh, it says, hey guys, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Old Joe Kratz is my favorite blend. It's the only blend I smoke in my shop while I'm making pipes. Old pipes that I find not worth smoking, I make into small planters with soil and a plant, and I hang them up on the wall. Happy holidays, gentlemen. Of course, that's our good friend, Jim D. Man, uh, that, that's great. Jim, that's awesome. We, you know, last week on our episode about uh, tobaccos to smoke right after the big meal on Thanksgiving, uh, talked about old Joe Krantz. And uh, of course, um, you know, he, he loves this and and maybe he smokes it in his shop to keep the little children out as well. We, <laughs> we, we don't know for sure. But uh, but yeah, I, I've never heard of that. People taking uh, old pipes and actually uh, making small planters out of them, like Jim, that's awesome. That's so cool. Like, Take kinda, a picture of that. Yeah, I kind of envision almost like a little, uh, like a little bonsai garden or something like that. That's that's pretty sweet, man. I mean, you have to have a really tiny plant, but um, that's what seeds are for. So that's that's great. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That, that is quite literally what they're for. That that's right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's cool, Jim. All right, the next one's from Facebook. You want to take that one? Yeah. Bo, uh, this is from Patrick B. on Facebook. Good friend of the show, Patrick. He says, Bo, so did Tom Hanks get back to you yet? I'm dying to know. When I suggested it, I was totally fooling, and you called my bluff big time. <laughs> so what, what was he referring to there? Yeah, referring to uh, back uh, a couple couple weeks back, I mentioned that uh, I was gifted a typewriter from my grandmother that I really wanted to fix up and give back to her. And that I, we, we put out the call, if anybody knew of a, of a uh, typewriter repair artist or, or whatever the, the correct phraseology is there, to kind of help with this, with this project. And, uh, and at the time, uh, Patrick had tweeted in saying like, oh, hey, you know, Tom Hanks, he, uh, he's a big uh, pipe, pipe collector, or uh, I'm sorry, a, a, a typewriter collector, you should reach out to him. So I went ahead and I tweeted him. And, uh, and I think Patrick was like, wait, no, don't actually do it. But <laughs> I did it. Sadly, uh, Mr. Hanks has not gotten back with me. Not however, yet. Not yet. Well, not yet. Uh, however, uh, shortly thereafter recording the show, I, I went down to New Orleans. Um, actually, I think it was while we were in New Orleans for our live show. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, I was walking in, uh, in Frenchman Street, happened to see a line of about six people in a row sitting on the street, all of them with typewriters. Uh, it's one of these deals where they you, you can buy poetry. Uh, so you like him. Oh, I saw that in Seattle. Like you walk up to someone with five bucks, they write you a little haiku or that's something. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they do it on their typewriters and everything else. And so I'm like, well, people, here's. That's a, people are inventive, aren't I'm we? telling that's you. That's amazing. Man. Well, my thought is like, okay, we got six people right here making a living off of typewriters. One of these people knows how to keep this thing working. Yeah. And so I, I yeah. kind of stop. I mentioned the situation. And uh, and yeah, one girl said, actually, yeah, there's a great guy. He's right outside of New Orleans. Um, and so we exchanged information and I got the guy's contact information. So next time I head down, yeah, uh, going to get it all repaired. So that's awesome. That's uh, that's that's kind of closing the loop on that story there. But yeah, unfortunately, Mr. Hanks uh, has yet to get back to me. I don't think he heard about the the gift of tobacco that was offered by you to whomever would repair uh, said pipe or said uh, it, it, when Mr. Writer. Hanks gets back to us, just just know that each time we discuss this, the reward for him getting back to us is going to be exponential. And so I, I don't specifically know specifically for Mr. Hanks, just specifically for Tom Hanks. We've got to get something from him that we know is from him. Uh, but, you know, if it was four ounces last time, maybe maybe this time it's a pound. 
I don't know. We, we, okay, Mr. Tom Hanks, Mr. Hanks, you, court. Mr. Hanks, you out there? Because uh, man, I've got some uh, some exquisite uh, hand blended pipe tobacco uh, from one of the South's most prestigious uh, tobacconists and uh, boutique uh, tobacco shops, and we would love to uh, we, we would love to hook you up if you can help us with some typewriter. Uh, Frequently asked question. Yes, that'd be great. That'd be great. Now, let me ask you this. Does he get to choose? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Okay. Tom Hanks gets to choose. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, he was, uh, what was the, what was the guy he was for Halloween pumpkins? Uh, y'all know what I'm talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. All right. All right. All right. This is a failed, failed reference, failed reference (laughs) moving along. But uh, thanks so much for all the, uh, the wonderful feedback guys. Hey, if you haven't done so already, head over to iTunes and write us a review. It's a great way to help out the show without costing you a dime. And it also gives us some great listener feedback to share here on the show. So the next person who goes to iTunes and write us a review is guaranteed to get that review read on the show. That's it. No pressure. Uh, Head over to countrysquireradio.com where you can also find that information. But before we get into contact information, we also got some other great tweets in while we were doing the show tonight. Getting a lot of good feedback from our live listeners tonight. Um, we've got uh, John again is saying uh, that he's a farmer and and his tractors they actually have charcoal filters for when they're spraying chemicals, okay, well, so that go. the chemicals don't get in the cab. And so uh, you know we talked about those charcoal filters tonight, and that's that's common. Matter of fact, uh, uh, even on some water filtration systems, they use a charcoal element. And so uh, you know they're they're taking the charcoal, which is super absorbent, and uh, and getting that chemical out, so the uh, farmer inside the cab of the tractor doesn't have to have to breathe that in which is which is interesting so um that's good we've got uh we also had uh, david weinberg who mentioned that after last week's episode he- hearing us talk about figgy pudding called into the shop ordered some and also talked to caleb uh of course caleb the intern yeah. who said he answered the phone and sold me on uh, lowland pine he says what a salesman <laughs> don't forget caleb is very uh he's he's very uh, interested in the success of lowland pine as he, well he so, is so. you know what's what's great is caleb developed both of these blends himself did he do figgy pudding he did figgy pudding did you as mention well. that on the, i don't think you mentioned I, that on I, the I thought i did but yeah Ca- caleb actually developed both these blends himself. He's been working his tail off, and of course, he'll come to me with questions. He'll say, "Hey, smoke A and smoke B, and tell me what you think. What should I add here and there?" But uh, man, Caleb, the intern, he's. I, I, I kind of feel like he might have a promotion in the near future. Okay, like um, I, just just to clarify, yeah, who trained Caleb? Uh, the the who who was his master of pipe tobacco? D- <laughs> I, I I did. Okay, I did, all right, I did. All right, but but, right. but he but he's very Nominate capable. John in a, David Cole he's, from he's very capable in and of himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. great, man. Really cool. Hey, one more announcement I want to uh, just throw out there that I forgot to mention at the top of the show, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you don't mind. But um, we actually and and I sent an email out to some of our listeners earlier today. Uh, we have a new website. The Country Squire has a brand new website. Of course, uh, that we have totally forgot to oh mention. Oh my gosh! But, uh, Two real, shows in a row. Re- real important here uh, with the. Um, with the the history and the story of our shop, it's always big when you have an online refresh. And uh, I want to thank uh, our our good friend James Foster at Pylorns, uh, who lives in Austin, Texas. Uh, he designed this website for the Country Squire and, and did it with uh, a, a very uh, good knowledge and understanding of kind of our culture, who we are. He believes in what we do here, and he uh, you know wanted to work really hard to take the feel of of Country Squire Radio and our shop and bring it to the internet from a store standpoint. And so, um, man, I'm just so thankful to James. If you ever have any web needs, I I cannot... Uh, more highly recommend him. Uh, he, he's just a rising star in, in that industry and uh, very talented. But um, but anyway, our, our friend Pylorns uh, did a, such a great job. Our website uh, has debuted. It's out there. Uh, we are adding more products every day. We've got, um, you know, pipes on there, more pipes than we've ever had online. We've actually got cigars online now as well, uh, which we, you know, we're are, are kind of an uh, you know, we don't do as many cigars as we do pipes, but they are there. And uh, and then, of course, all our great tobaccos, including some um, some tobaccos like the uh, Stokeby uh, Flake tobaccos and, and all of our twist tobaccos are there, too. So um, what's really cool, and we want to reward you for uh, helping us get this off the ground. But if you go and check out uh, with the code Squire Special 16 you will get 10% off your order. Uh, and so, and that's on Dang. all, that's on all pipe tobaccos and cigars. So any tobacco product on the, on the website, uh, you'll get 10% off. So that's a Squire special 16, uh, enter that code at the end of the, uh, of the checkout process and you'll get 10% off all your tobaccos. And, um, we appreciate you checking that out. There's like an Easter egg. In Shameless the w- plug. Well, know. no, no, man, go for <laughs> it. There's, there's like an Easter egg in the website too. Cause they got a link for, uh, 
for the show for Country Squire Radio. The dude is really cool. Dude. And I, I and, like that. And I click it. I won't spoil it for you, but all of a sudden you just you see stuff happen. You just emerged. Like, it's great. I, I, I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> Go do it, Country Squire. Uh, the Country Squire online. Uh, the, yeah, it's the countrysquireonline.com. There you yeah. go. And again, that code is uh, Squire Special 16. And uh, and check the whole website out. We got some really That's neat right. information on uh, kind of the history of our shop and obviously Country Squire Radio and, um, you know, uh, ways that you can get here and uh, inv- be more involved in some of our community. So um, anyway, we're really excited about that. Again, Pile Orange, I want to thank you big time for that, brother. Guys, keep up with us throughout the week. You can uh, tweet into us. You can tweet into the show at Squire Radio. You can follow us individually. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. Of course, all that contact information can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com, where you can tune in live every single Monday night at 6.30 Central Time. That's 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. We'd love to have you join us. Big thanks to everyone joining us tonight on the live show. And guys, until next time, John David. Dude, let's go have a week. Let's go have a week. (laughs) See you, brother. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com.